Hi, we're back. It's us. <laughs> this is the Patriarchy Hurts Everyone. I'm Emily. I'm Anne. And we are here together in Pittsburgh. And Kim is in LA. And she will be joining us remotely. <laughs> um, and we're just calling this season two because we don't even know what episode we're on. It's maybe 10. Maybe. Season two. Yay. Begins now. <laughs> You posed like a superhero when you said that. Now. <laughs> it feels all new. It is all new. It's different. It's a brave new world. We're bi-coastal if oh my the God. Ohio River is a coast, which it is <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> People in California think Pittsburgh is East Coast. Yes. I know this from life. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and it's just the two of us here in the womb. We've had some disruptions in our recording schedule, um, but don't worry. There's still tons of rapists and accused rapists Yay! to discuss. We're not out of them. Um, well, also not just rapists, um, people who show their wieners to everyone, um, people who use their power to, you know, show women their wieners. Right. To make them feel better small or to, or to like masturbate at them or just you know keep them small or threaten them yeah. or you know Ooh, like anything fun stuff yeah <laughs> good times so I've been thinking like for months now about all the different kinds of dicks yeah that there are and the different kinds I've seen let's talk about dicks yeah um Emily and I had lunch a couple weeks ago and we were talking super loudly about <laughs> <laughs> all of the different dicks that I personally have seen in my life. Yeah. There's and a, there's a spectrum. Of it, dicks. There is a spectrum of dicks. And I've been working on this concept. It might be a cartoon of a spectrum of dicks. And it's broad. It's unique. And it's really varied. And I think every woman has her own unique beautiful spectrum of dicks Aww. that she's experienced. You make it sound like a rainbow. It is like a rainbow. <laughs> it's like a snowflake rainbow <laughs> Dick of dicks that she's experienced. Everyone is different. And my own, I mean, it's always changing too, ah. depending on where you've been in the world. You can always add to it. You can always add to it. And, and the thing that's amazing about your spectrum of dicks is that you don't even get to choose whether no. or not you're adding to it. Like mine, even though I've been married for almost 15 years, my spectrum of dicks keeps growing. Wow. Even though I'm a married lady. You're so blessed. I know. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. So like my spectrum of dicks, and I'm still working on it, obviously, um, you know, ironing out the details of my <laughs> spectrum of dicks, but like the most egregious dick that mm -hmm. I've ever seen. Um, and, and also can change like as yeah. my opinion of these dicks changes. Okay, so we're going to start at the far end. Yeah. The, the worst end. dick I've seen. Okay. Uh, or, or do you want the best one? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the worst dick, Boy. the worst dick I've seen was um, when I was like, I want to say 24 Okay. I it was in Arizona where I'm from mm -hmm. and I was at a Circle K or a 7-Eleven, one of those places. Yeah. where you buy cigarettes because I was younger mm -hmm. and I didn't care about my lungs. And I was leaving this place in my car, which was a 
Cutlass Supreme. Ooh, set it, in the scene. It had a digital dash. Wow. My friend Sarah used to get in and say, step into the future. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> anyways, I was in, I had the car in reverse and the window was up. Thank God. Okay. But this man walked up to me with his dick out oh, on nice. the driver's side. Like you do. Like you Just do. walking around. Middle of the day. Wow. And he, he had his dick out. It was hard, oh. very long, Ew. skinny. And he was just, you know, wanking it oh. right, just a couple inches from my window. So right at my face. I can still see it if I close my eyes. Oh. Long and hard. It's just the gift that keeps on it giving. It really is. Oh. So it was, you know, 16 years ago. I can still see that long, hard dick right in my window. But I had sunglasses on. So my goal yeah. was to not show him that I could see his dick. Okay. So I just put the car in reverse, uh-huh. drove away, just kept on rolling. <laughs> nice. That's my least favorite dick that's, that I've seen. That's pretty It's a awful. pretty bad one. Yeah. Yeah. Right at your face. Right at fa- eye level. Ugh. Just right. And he just, you know, he just kept on wanking it oh. as I drove away. He was like so happy. Ugh. He was just happy guy. He just loved it. He loved showing me that dick. So that's one of the worst ones. Okay. Yeah. So what would be the opposite end of that spectrum? Like a dick I wanted to see? No, I think that I think it has to be the we're talking about dicks we didn't ask for. Okay. So because <laughs> that is a whole other conversation. Yes. Dicks we did ask for is <laughs> those are like beautiful dicks. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about dicks so we like, didn't want. Like dicks we didn't want to see. Yeah. Okay. So like sometimes in college I would go to parties. As you do. Yeah. And um, friends would do this thing where ladies would go to the kitchen like to get beers or something like that. And we Mm -hmm. would come back and all of the men would be naked. (laughs) So we would see their dicks. Okay. We didn't ask to see them. Yeah. But it was more like it wasn't like a sexual assault prank, according to me. Right? Yeah, I think they, it was a prank. They yeah. weren't hard dicks. Yeah. They weren't being masturbated at us. Right. They weren't it was like threatening a joke. you, really? They weren't threatening me. You didn't feel like you had to run away screaming? No, and often we would just all rejoin the party. Right. And the men would just stay naked for many hours. <laughs> and like nothing had happened. <laughs> <laughs> One time I sat on a porch with my naked friend Steve. Yeah. Like all night. Wow, and, and he was naked, and we oh. just talked yeah. and smoked cigarettes because yeah. it was the nineties. Almost like being on the beach with a friend. Almost, <laughs> with the exception that he was naked right, and right. I was fully clothed, right. <laughs> and we we just talked all night long. <laughs> In the morning, as the sun was coming up. Right. Was we, there a moment of oh, I should? No, this cover is what up. happened as the sun was coming up. We were like, we should probably go inside now. And he, we stood up to give a hug. And yeah. he goes, I'm suddenly very aware that I am naked <laughs> right. right now. Okay. <laughs> In the light of day. Yes. But I don't consider that predatory yeah. um, or rapey in okay. any way. Well, that's a spectrum. Yeah. So that's the spectrum. And within that spectrum, there are, you know, a dozen or so other dicks <laughs> that, you've that I've given. seen that, I've, that have been gifted upon me. <laughs> Um, and, and yeah, and some of them are close to the, the 7-Eleven dick. Yeah. Closer to that side. Closer to the aggressive. Yeah. The aggressive masturbator. There's another masturbator in there. Great. And, uh, some of them are closer to the party dicks. 
Oh, good. I'm glad we can label them. Yes. That's, yeah, there was. We can do. Yeah, there was a guy, um, sort of, a, sort of closer, you know, toward the masturbator who yeah. cornered me in a bathroom one time, oh. and that that was not fun. Um, but yeah, I've seen a, my fair share right. of dicks. Right, and I it, this calls to mind the conversation we were having with a bunch of friends recently via text. Um, and I forget, I think, well, it doesn't matter. Someone asked how many of us had been masturbated at. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, I was surprised how many of us have been masturbated at. Yes, and it's a common a, occurrence. This is a thing. Yes. And the flip side of that is, has anyone ever been masturbated at by a woman? Like, could you imagine... <laughs> <laughs> Dropping your pants and masturbating <laughs> aggressively at a stranger, like. <laughs> well, I think the exactly. mechanics are a little more difficult for a woman to just aggressively masturbate well, at someone. I mean, you could just go. I guess for you it. could, but uh, yeah. But I mean, we don't have is, like external genitalia no, to just aggressively. It would be awkward. Yeah, the mechan the mechanics yeah. of it, but yeah. but yeah. But my point is that this is a huge gender difference <laughs> that we don't use masturbation aggressively no like to make no to we do not people. to threaten people and that to me is fascinating right well and the the question that has been asked a lot lately is like why don't people do something right in the moment oh yeah yeah and I've thought about this a lot, especially with the guy who came at me at the Seven Eleven. Like, mm-hmm. why didn't I do something? Well, you did. I mean, you got to drive away. I did get to drive away, but I did not call the police. Mm-hmm. I did not. I did tell my then fiance, mm-hmm. and his reaction was less than ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't do anything. I didn't tell anybody else until many years later. Um, because it didn't occur to me to. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell anybody. I don't really know why. Yeah. I've been telling a lot of people lately. Well. Because I think of everything that's uh, been happening. Yeah, it's out there now. But um, I just don't think that I thought that anything could happen as a result of it. Right. I don't think I knew it was a crime. Right. And if I did tell somebody... I didn't know that anything could or would be done as yeah. a result of it. That's, that's a big shift that I think is just about to just about to just happen. about to happen. I can feel it happening. Right. It's, it's like, like percolating. Yeah, it feels like static in the air. And then also, you feel kind of like it's your fault. Like for what? What did I don't you know? Do? Like I must have been doing something that right. made him do that right. to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Like, I don't know what I was wearing or what I was doing right. there. I know it was the middle of the day because I remember it being very bright and sunny, although it was Phoenix, so it could have been like 7 p.m. But <laughs> still, uh, but still, it's like, not like random middle of the night, right? Drunken situation. No, no, it was definitely the middle of the day, but I just, there's a feeling that is within the society that is put on women that makes us think. Mm-hmm. That we did it. Right. You know, and that is permeating through the entire society at every level. Right. So that when something like that happens to you Mm -hmm. in the world, you automatically question yourself. 
even before you think to call the police. Well, that's the patriarchy in action. Exactly. Exactly. So before you can even say to somebody, this happened to me, you already are asking yourself, what did I do? Sure. The system is that you you are in the wrong. Right. And And so you're trained from a very early age to think that first. And that's the part that is so ingrained. Yeah. It's really it's amazing. Really internalized. Indoctrination yeah. is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and shocking. Yeah, it is shocking. So, uh, so yeah. But I've been thinking about that one a lot lately mm-hmm. because of this Harvey Weinstein business. You know, why don't, why doesn't anybody tell question? Mm-hmm. And I know why they don't tell because you don't think to tell. Right. It doesn't even occur to you. Or you just think it won't... It won't matter. It won't make any change. It won't make any difference. Well, and who's going to believe you? Right. Who? Who? And also, sexual predation is so common that it almost isn't even like a blip on your day-to-day well, yeah. radar. When the whole Me Too thing happened, mm-hmm. as you know, I for days and days thought it had never happened to me right and I felt weird about that Uh uh-huh which is a whole other me too uh FOMO yeah (laughs) yeah I was like why not me what aren't I pretty enough to get assaulted like the weirdest weirdest, that is the craziest craziest, fucked up shit about the patriarchy is me too FOMO I was so which is fear of missing out in case you're not cool like us And I was like consciously embarrassed Uh that that was my gut reaction. It's very real. But then as time has passed and having conversations, there's things that are coming out from my memory that I that have happened. Of course. And so, of course, it's happened to everyone. Everyone. And the fact that it has happened to everyone means that there's a lot more out there that we Mm -hmm. haven't heard yet. And the fact that it's happened to everyone and that you could go for days thinking that it hadn't happened to you means that suppression is real. Sure. And that's that internalized. Internalized misogyny is real. And uh, that there that the dick spectrum is real. The dick spectrum is real. (laughs) And, (laughs) And there's a misogyny spectrum. So I would like to add to if we're gonna share a spectrum. Yes. I don't know if that's yeah a spectrums thing. <laughs> hashtag spectrums. It, let's get it trending. Okay, on well, Twitter. So yes. there's a lot of um, out in public dick spotting. Yes, <laughs> like train spotting. Dicks. Like like dicks. birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, great. Am I having I a good I saw one year? in Central Park. <laughs> Is that when when you spot all the birds, you're having a good year? Yes, yes. <laughs> so I'm, it's like I'm ha- I'm having birders. a bad year. <laughs> yes, like birders when yeah, they see a good exactly. bird in Central Park, and then they put it like on Twitter. Like right. I saw this special bird. Right. So we have a collective spectrum. Yes, of of dick spotting. Yeah, and a lot of it is in public places. Um, sometimes it's at parties. It's people you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my weirdest one that I remembered later, crazy. Don't know how I did this. Was in my workplace. What? Yeah. Um. So as you know, I'm a massage therapist. Yes. And uh, I had this one brand new client this time, who was a man, is a man. I guess I'm assuming he's still alive. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, and uh, it happened so 
quickly that it didn't register at first. But he kind of like flipped up the blanket and I could see his balls. Oh, no. And then without thinking, because I'm super professional ninja. Yes. I like readjusted the blanket as I do uh-huh. um, to cover him up, like thinking, oh, it was an accident. Um, and he didn't say anything and I didn't say anything. And then I never saw him again for okay. the record. He didn't come back because I didn't apparently enjoy his display. <gasps> he was flashing you? Yeah. <gasps> so, and what I found out later was that he had done that to another therapist who worked in the same office as me. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy that oh, I wouldn't gross. remember that? <laughs> yes. That it would like, I would just block it out for well, so it's long. Self-preservation. Yeah. Oh, my God. So and but, you know, we're hearing all these stories of the Matt Lauer thing uh-huh. yesterday and, you know, a million billion things are happening in offices. <sighs> and this happened to me. And then I don't know if you saw the story about massage envy. Yes. So that near and dear to my heart broke my heart over the weekend. Uh-huh. That over 200 women have filed complaints against massage envy for male therapists really inappropriately touching them during sessions where they're supposed to be, you know, trusting right. their therapist. Mm-hmm. And I just, it made me ill. I couldn't, I just felt so terrible for these women and generally for anyone who is trying to get a really good massage. Therapeutic yeah, treatment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the these- benefits are so good, but if you're terrified of, you know, your therapist, it's not going to be so helpful. Right. So office stuff is just off the charts. <sighs> I know. So that's somewhere in the spectrum of terrible. Right. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, so I was talking to Fran last <laughs> night, and we were discussing about all the workplace shenanigans going on, and... Uh, and I sort of overly enthusiastically proclaimed that there soon will be more rapists than mass shooters. And I didn't mean it in a happy way, but just like kind of getting worked up and, and overstating and like, yay. Oh, no. I was listening to a story on NPR drink today. And uh, somebody was saying that, that uh, we're going to start getting like sex story fatigue like we have mass shooter fatigue because this is just becoming so much right we've got a long list here of sex offenders or alleged sex offenders uh from two weeks ago james toback harvey weinstein brett ratner roy moore donald trump larry nasser clarence thomas kevin spacey andy dick bill cosby louis ck matthew weiner anthony weiner (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the wieners <laughs> roman polanski bill clinton bill o'reilly roger ailes hugh hefner and then since then there have been more so many it's, um it's really just yesterday is. matt lauer yeah. garrison keeler and his eyebrows right um i can't even my mind just went blank yeah. but so many more and uh it's gonna just keep growing and in some ways it's exciting because i feel like We've reached that tipping point where it's all happening finally. Right. But it's also disheartening because it's like, is every man a dick shower? Is every man on the spectrum? I feel like I have been on high alert Mm -hmm. personally in that like fight or flight mode. Yeah. 
because, you know, do the math. Mm-hmm. I'm surrounded likely by by predators by unwanted dick yeah yeah well it's a similar feeling I don't think I've shared this on our podcast yet but my brother is serving a long prison term for a sex crime and when he was arrested and sentenced to his prison sentence I went through a period of time where I was looking around at all men Mm -hmm. going you're disgusting you're disgusting you're disgusting right you're disgusting and I'm kind of having that feeling again um a little bit more actually yeah. because this is more men. there's more <laughs> yeah. it's not just one guy it's more yeah you know my brother being my brother is very close to me but only one person right right and that this has is its own whole yeah and that's a different story but yeah but that is uh, only one human person right this is like every person in the media right and, and so, then there's you know there's stories of you know, fast food managers. Exactly. uh, You know, every industry. Everybody. Every boss. Yeah. It's men in power Mm -hmm. who feel like they can get away with it. Right. I did read when we were talking about Harvey Weinstein a whole lot a few weeks ago. It's it's already happening. The fatigue is already Uh happening. I'm like, oh, that's so two weeks ago. Yes. Um, There was a really interesting article about why, why men do this like double life thing Uh uh-huh and it's because they can get away with it they're addicted to pushing the limits of Mm -hmm. what they can get away with and they have to go higher and higher like Mm -hmm. like a gambler right well uh, it makes logical sense mm -hmm. to me I can relate to that feeling it must be exhilarating Mm -hmm. to be able to try something get away with it yeah try it a little bit more Mm -hmm. get away with that and just keep going to see how much you can get away with. Right. When you have, when you're a person like Harvey Weinstein or a Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. say. Or Donald Trump. Or a Donald Trump. And you have unlimited money at your disposal and unlimited luxury and you have the life that you've always wanted or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like how much more is there? For that, right. Where for do you, you get to your, do? Where do you get your thrills? Yeah, you know. And it, if you're not, say, like a Bill Gates, and you've decided that you're gonna, you know, cure Alzheimer's right. or whatever. Somewhere there was a fork. Yes, <laughs> a moral fork. <laughs> and Bill Gates is like, I'm gonna cure world hunger. Right. And Harvey Weinstein's like, I'm gonna masturbate in all front of all of Hollywood. In all plants. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's a choice <laughs> right. somewhere, right. and uh, you know, if somebody tells me that Bill Gates is a is a dick shower, then I'm I'm right. leaving this earth. But uh, <laughs> you know, or if somebody yeah. tells me that Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights, oh no, then I I don't know what I will do. I will die. I will oh. just it'll just just over for me. <laughs> there's certain men. I know. Then I don't know what's going to happen to me. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I have to believe that there are still good people in the world. There are. I think that there are. I just, I don't, I don't it's know what to do. It's taking a leap of faith right now. I think there are. I just have to believe it. I've watched some really good TV lately <laughs> to try to smooth it over. <laughs> I just can't with all of this all of the time. But I also think we need to talk about, like, we talked about spectrum of dicks that have been shown to us. Mm-hmm. But I think that we also have to talk about the the degrees of crime 
that we're talking about. Mm. You know, the spectrum of these crimes. Because some of these crimes, like Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein crimes, are like really egregious. Right. And then we've also got like, I don't know. What's his face? Al Franken. Al Franken, like, Mm -hmm. and maybe Garrison Keillor. Yeah. Which I don't know as much about. Those. I don't think they've disclosed that yet. I, I read something oh, about like wait, a hand he, yeah, on a bare a back or something back. like that. Okay. So, but that's all I know right now. Um, but maybe these aren't all the same crime. Right. So I think that there's something to be said for a spectrum of crime as well. Well, it sort of parallels the spectrum of Dick in the way that the worst one that you saw. <laughs> right. Is a crime. Right. And the naked people at the party is probably not a crime. Well, no. I don't know. I don't, I don't think correct so. correct me, but. Yeah. <laughs> we don't fact I'm check. I'm actually not a lawyer. Yeah. So we do know. not fact check what is and isn't a crime <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to dicks at parties. But Sorry, all men yeah. I went to college with. <laughs> But the spectrum parallels that, like the severity of the dick is right. The more severe it is, probably the more illegal it right, is. Right, right. Rape is definitely a right. crime. That's, that's at the rapey <laughs> illegal end. Right. I don't know if touching someone's bare back is a crime. Right. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, not all crimes get the same sentence in the legal system, and so I don't know. That we need to treat all of these sexual predators exactly the same under the law or in the public. Well, and this is the thing that's just starting to happen. It's go- it's becoming so common in mm-hmm. a sense that maybe there'll be like a whole little traffic ticket book. Maybe. You just, you know. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, maybe it'll just be so easy. Be like, oh, you, you're maybe fine. Maybe every woman gets issued a book <laughs> of tickets and we can give our own tickets to people. Ooh. 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 Like a citizen's arrest. Yeah. <laughs> Merch idea. Sir. Cha-ching. I'm going to need you to put that away. <laughs> oh, you showed me your dick. Yeah. I'm giving you a ticket. Right. Well, this, this kind of leads into a conversation that I've been wanting, wanting to have about um, what happens to these guys? Right. Are if our if our criminal system isn't quite ready to prosecute everybody, mm-hmm. and losing their jobs isn't enough, right? I you, mean, what's going to happen? Rehab? To like, if you're Louis C.K., right? Do you come back from this? And and if so, how? Yeah. Like, does he just go away for a couple of years and like go to Sedona and right? Commune with some crystals like, and Stevie Nicks the, and uh, like Mel Gibson routine, right? right? Right, you know, like are yeah, you, now you're allowed to come back again yeah. and, and like go and fuck play. that guy, right? Right, fuck you, so, Mel Gibson. Yeah, so what is is there a PR right? Is, is there going situation to develop for this? a protocol for? Oh, you're now entering the sexually aggressive <laughs> rehab protocol. <laughs> We can come up with a really <laughs> good name for that. They need something at uh, what's the what's the place in Tucson that everybody goes to for drug rehab? Oh, <laughs> they <laughs> like, need like Betty Ford. Yeah, something. they need their own <laughs> wing down there. What is it called? It's like 
it's pathways or pathways yeah it's like that or yeah it has a name like that I think it might be pathways or it's not sandals but that's what I want to call it (laughs) I mean at the rate we're going it is going to be kind of like luxury rehab yeah they need need one for rich people yeah and and so like they go to that and then they do like a prep they write a book yeah and then they They do do a a press tour humility tour right then they become a painter right and then they do an apology tour and they go on the today show but not matt lauer he has to go on a different show good morning america And then, uh, ooh, burn. Burn. <laughs> he gets interviewed by Barbara Walters. And then, <laughs> no, Ann Curry. Ooh, burn. burn. That would be amazing. Spicy Curry. Everyone has to get interviewed by their victim. <laughs> wow. Like, there could be some karma. Yeah. I was saying, Fran and I were talking about this last night, that, you know, it, looking at the louis ck example Mm -hmm. like what would it take right and i was like he'd have to give all his money money to like women focused foundations or organizations Mm -hmm. and then he'd have to like go out in the street and pick up litter for three years right and then he could do introductions to female comics Uh (laughs) uh-huh or like make sure that women get hired in television or you know like it would it would take everything he would have to give everything mm-hmm. over to women or something like that i don't know, I, don't in know. My mind. I mean i think that it could be possible though like i don't want to write off all men right i don't know i mean i do think that it's less possible for a harvey weinstein to come back from something like this than a louis ck well again i think that's tied into the the, the severity of the spectrum yeah. and and i think we have to grapple with a bill clinton too see i'm like take him Take him. Take him. Take we're, them all. We're done with Bill Clinton. I'm done. Yeah. We're done. Maybe we just need to make some lists. <laughs> well, I'm good at that. I can yes. do that. So yeah, I mean I, I think that we we have to we have to figure out I mean, not we collectively, but we all individually have mm-hmm. to figure out what all these different personalities mean to us and what their crimes mean to us. And right what we're willing to work with and not work with and what we can forgive and not forgive. And, you know, certain crimes hit people differently. And I don't think people are unforgivable, but certain crimes are unforgivable to certain types of people. Yeah. So we're not, I mean, we're not all going to agree on right. whether someone has atoned exactly, or if atonement is possible. Exactly. But most of these people are going to go on living on this earth. Right. So we have to figure have out to something. Work together. Yeah. But some <laughs> of these people should be in prison. Yeah, I agree. And some of them should be in therapy. Probably all of them. All of them should be in therapy. And some of them should be in prison. And some of them should just go away yeah and not be in the public eye at all yeah so i don't maybe we can turn that uh great pacific garbage patch <laughs> you have so many ideas for the I do. garbage I patch love that thing <laughs> i mean i hate it but we can we can use it that's how i feel emily is very committed to turning the I pacific garbage it. patch into something useful yeah. like an island where people can live or a place to have the olympics <laughs> well i think that one's a really good idea <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
What if it's an island for sex offenders? That's excellent. That's an excellent idea. Right? Right. Okay. Okay. Solved. Idea number 572 (laughs) for the Great Pacific Garbage Patch by Emily. I'm so glad that came up. (laughs) It's like one of my favorite weird project ideas. Okay, Kim couldn't uh, record with us this week uh, because of schedules and stuff like this in the holiday season. And also, happy birthday, Kim. We love you. So she here she is reading this beautiful piece that we found on the interwebs. It's by Rebecca Solnit, and it's it's called uh, Rebecca Solnit on Harvey Weinstein, Hillary Clinton, and blaming women for the acts of men, or an incomplete list of things that are not men's fault. Thank <laughs> nice. you, Kim, for doing this. Thanks. We love you. We love you. This is not audible. This is Kim. From California. Rebecca Solnit on Harvey Weinstein, Hillary Clinton, and the blaming of women for the acts of men, or an incomplete list of things that are not men's fault. Harvey Weinstein is Hillary Clinton's fault, we have learned from many sources. So is eczema, and the Civil War, and the fact that your child refuses to learn to tie shoelaces and sticks to Velcro shoes. The hairs and stuff that uh, get caught in the Velcro are also Hillary Clinton's fault. And she could have passed legislation against them if she cared instead of being uncaring. It is also the soon-to-be-divorced Mrs. Weinstein's fault that her husband is an alleged rapist, except that it is Hillary Clinton's fault, except that it is the fault of the victims for choosing to be small, young, female victims looking for work at the outset of their cinematic careers, instead of being Matt Damon, a choice open to us all. Why are you not Matt Damon yourself? This is your fault. Perhaps you could also choose to be Jason Bourne, which would guarantee your safety every time. Take it from me, the Bourne option. After all, I have read in Wikipedia that Bourne these days is isolating himself from the world and making a living by taking part in savage, bare-knuckle fighting bouts, which is what everyone should have done if they saw Harvey Weinstein rising like a great scary potato over the horizon. It appears that Clinton was in Washington pushing to get children's health insurance program reauthorized while the reports broke about Weinstein's alleged creepitude, but it's her fault if she can't multitask. Likewise, it is the fault of the young actresses for not speaking just because they were threatened by a terrifying bully, and it's their fault that if they spoke up, no one would have believed them. And of course, you can now blame them for what happened, because In Shakespeare's day, there were no actresses, but these women insisted on entering the field where there were men, and even entering the production facility where there was this man. Remember that every time a man commits a violent act, it only takes one or two steps to figure out how it's a woman's fault, and that these dance steps are widely known and practiced and quite a bit of fun. There are things men do that are the fault of women who are too sexy, and other things men do that are the fault of women who are not sexy enough. But uh, women only come in these two flavors. Not enough, too much. And it is the fate of heterosexual men to endure this affliction. 
Wives are responsible for their husbands, especially if their husbands are supremely powerful and terrifying figures leading double lives and accountable to no one. But women are now also in the workforce where they have so many opportunities to be responsible for other men as well. It is Anita Hill's fault that Clarence Thomas is a creep, and it's also her fault that he's on the Supreme Court, and it's her fault that she didn't speak up about his sexual harassment, and also her fault that she did speak up about it, ruffling important waters when men were trying to fly fish them, as women do when men try. To fly fish, that is. And the trout that are not biting are the fault of the women who did not smile at you on the bus this morning, though it is a gospel truth that lady strangers owe you smiles. If we study up, it may be possible to figure out which parts of everything are Anita Hill's fault. Mary Todd Lincoln, perhaps her faults linger on, and it'd be fun to blame her for something. And why did Michelle Obama choose to exercise her right to bear arms? Perhaps that makes her responsible for some mass shootings, which tend to be carried out by men, but not their fault. Someone made them do it. And every time a man does something awful, we can all pause for a moment of respectful silence while we figure out who to blame. It is possible, as I study the situation, that I personally am responsible for the sack of Rome and for Attila the Hun and the Black Death. I wore a lot of black back in the day, still do, but more research is needed. It may also be that my friends Conchita and Amy are responsible for Ebola and the holes in the socks of our great men that so afflict their heels when they would rather be thinking of how to serve our fatherland. If I were a man, perhaps I would understand why a man just explained to me that Trump is Clinton's fault and not be baffled about why no one ever said in my hearing that Bush, too, was Al Gore's and then John Kerry's fault, or Ronald Reagan was Jimmy Carter's fault, for that matter. Evidently, it is the fault of Hillary Clinton that there is Donald Trump, and it was wrong of her to put Harvey Weinstein's donation to work on her attempt to beat Trump and protect reproductive rights and stuff instead of donating the money to a cause that benefited women. And uh, it's her fault that a lot of Americans wanted to vote for, as Lori Penny put it, the hog emperor of rape culture, who hunted her on stage in the second debate, like Sherman going after Atlanta, only with snorting. After all, the Civil War was her fault. I have spoken, which I do. Which is one of my faults. I am crafting an apology for that out of dynamite and backhoes, which will be ready presently. Okay. <laughs> so now that we've taken a breath. <sighs> We kind of thought we would do a really quick Shiro wrap-up. Um, yes, and also, uh, fuck you guys, mansplainers. Yeah. We already said all your names. We said all your names, and we don't have to talk about you. Yeah. Or your dicks. We're done with you. <laughs> <laughs> Just Shiro's. Yay! Emily has a good one. So I found somewhere in the mighty, mighty internets, which are currently still public <laughs> for now <laughs> neutrality um this tweet by a comedian sarah schaefer who made two 
to-do lists for comedians. One is the male comic to-do list, which just has be funny. And then the female comic to-do list is be funny, be pretty, but not too pretty, be feminist, but not too feminist. Make sure all your ideas appeal to a male audience as well. Don't make fun of your body too much. Don't talk about sex too much. Don't criticize men in your business. Solve climate change. Redefine beauty. Don't turn 40. That's that's her list. I guess we can't be comedians. (laughs) Well, we do all of those things. That ship has sailed. Yes. Anyway, I liked, I enjoyed that a whole lot. So many more rules for women in general in this world. We're we're stopping all of that, starting with this podcast, <laughs> right. reaching tens of listeners a couple times a year. <laughs> Our reach is amazing. Oh, we're taking over the world. Epic. Oh, <laughs> great, Shiro. Who? What, what was her? Oh, name her name's Sarah Schaefer. At Sarah Schaefer. At Sarah Schaefer one on on the Twitter. On the Twitter, where we sometimes are. I was thinking you're gonna you're gonna not believe me. <laughs> Were you thinking of joining? I, it? No, I was thinking that we should have a Twitter. I was thinking those thoughts and, too. And at first, I didn't want to be in charge of that, but I thought maybe I could be in charge of that <gasps> because then I wouldn't have to be on Twitter personally. Oh, that's a great idea. But I could manage our Twitter. That's a great idea, and hopefully find more people like Sarah Schaefer and her amazing to do lists. Loving this. Okay. All right. Maybe that will be my Christmas present to you. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> Going on Twitter. <laughs> Pray for me. I will. Okay. Okay. <laughs> My Shiro is Tarana Burke, who is the woman who originated the Me Too movement, not as a nice. hashtag, because it was the past in <laughs> 1996. Nice. And then um, Alyssa Milano, the 80s hero of Who's the Boss, right. restarted it How as perfect. A, a hashtag, I don't know, like two months ago. Or some right after Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, like six weeks ago or yeah, whatever. I don't know. In the in it the feels recent like past. a million weeks ago. Yes, uh, as a hashtag on the on the Twitters, <laughs> and where we might soon be. Yeah, as a podcast. Uh, stay tuned <laughs> for a Christmas <laughs> present to me personally. Um, but yeah, Tarana Burke is the woman who started the movement in 1996 as a way for women to share their stories of sexual harassment with each other. And it's great that it's been reignited so that those of us who have had these experiences can say hashtag me too to each other and to a larger audience on social media and not only share our stories with each other, but with our coworkers Mm -hmm. and our larger social media audiences so that it brings awareness to our experiences and hopefully can start to turn the story around. Right. Um, one minor thing I want to say just about the Me Too movement is that it's important for us as women or as victims or whatever to share our stories, but it's also important for the men in our lives who may be responsible for some of the violence, but also um, just for perpetuating the culture that allows this harassment to take place. It's important for the men to be involved in the solution. So men, if you are one of our one to three male listeners, (laughs) please, please be a part of the solution in the form of being an ally and speaking up, especially when you hear your friends and family members 
talking in a way that's disparaging to women, Mm. you know, ways that you can do that is by saying that you won't tolerate it. Yes. And that's an easy way to be an ally to the Believe women. us. Yes. It helps. It does. It does. That's, so. That's good. And that kind of brings me to a little silver lining. Yay. Um, just that it, it's happening. We're talking about it. It's, yeah. it's coming out of everything. Mm-hmm. It is everywhere. It's like, it's like someone popped a giant egg yolk and it's just going. Yay. And it's messy. It's messy and gross. And gross. It's very ugly. <laughs> it's, there's like a lot of gross things in that metaphor. I'm sorry. That it's, was terrible. It's but... okay because all of this is gross. Yeah. Yeah. It but, makes a lot of people cry. Yeah. A lot of feelings out there. But I think that the the sharing has to keep happening. People are standing up mm-hmm. and telling what happened. And it's change, It's making a difference. I think so, too. And, you know, maybe we'll all get those little ticket books soon. And (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's for Christmas. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of maybes out there. But, um, you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation if people weren't still sharing. It's true. And this isn't a political thing. It's like happening on both sides of the aisle and... um, it's everywhere and we need to keep talking about it. Truth. So it's true. Sort of a dark silver lining, but it's it's good. It's pewter. <laughs> it's pewter. <laughs> it needs a polish. It needs a polish. <laughs> it's happening, guys. Yeah. It really is happening. Yeah. And if um anyone wants to share with us, we're on Facebook. That's true. And we also have our, our website. We do. You can reach us there. Um, I'm on Twitter. I never look at it at Avon Wall. You and we'll keep you posted if we decide to bless you on the Twitter. <laughs> you can like us on iTunes. Yes. Uh, share us with your friends. Um, I don't think that it's true that you can like us on iTunes. I think you can yeah, rate and review can, us. Can rate us. <laughs> you guys know what to do. Yeah. You listen do to the, podcasts. Do the, do the, the things stars. you're supposed to do. You know what you're supposed to do. You know. you click Just on it. Do it. Do the things. Tell your loved ones. <laughs> and we'll talk to you the, when you when you hear from us next. That's right. We'll see you when we see you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. We love you. Love you.